morning for Northeast by Midwest. Jonathan Jones here. It looks so easy, doesn't it? I mean, it looks easy to me. How about you? Does it look easy to you? Well, today I'd like to talk about how easy it looks when we're not in the game. Yeah, I mean, hey, I could have done that. How come that kid can't do it? How come this guy? How come that girl, right? Trust me, I know exactly what I'm talking about. I was just at a game last week for one of my daughters. For a couple of them, I'm privileged to coach as the assistant coach. For the other one, I get to be just a fan, which is a wonderful privilege as well. And as a fan, I caught myself, as well as all the other parents, reminding the players on the field about how easy their job really was. The problem is, it's so easy from the sidelines, isn't it? You know, there's a lot of reasons why it's a little easier from the sidelines. And I want to talk today just a little bit about that on this Monday morning. As we go into work, as we remember this day, Columbus Day, Indigenous Peoples Day. Some of you may have the day off. So, you know, as you listen to this and you think about it, are you at all like me or like everyone else out there? I mean, you could have made that tackle. You could have kicked that goal. You could have made that shot. I mean, come on, do they really make millions of dollars to do this? I could have struck that person out. I could have run that base, hit that ball. I heard it the other day at the game. In fact, (laughs) I caught myself saying it several times. Just go left, shoot it now. Come on, stop them. And you heard it all up and down the sideline. And as kids would do things and a goal was scored, yeah, I told you to do that as if they were actually listening to those on the sidelines. (laughs) I remember playing those games. I remember hearing those shouts. And you know mainly what players hear? Now, I don't know about you if you've played, but mainly what we hear is blah, 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 right? I mean, isn't that mostly what you hear? Because you're focused on the game. And so there's a couple of things to think through with this. And I think it's a good window to life, isn't it? It's so easy when we take sports and games to be the fan and to tell those that are playing how to do it. Well, number one, we're sitting still watching a game that's actually in action. So perspective is a big deal. Our perspective is we're cool, calm, and collected. Obviously, unless we're really upset about a call that should or shouldn't have been made. But by and large... We as the fan, as a parent, as the one watching, we've got our sets of eyes and we're seeing the whole picture. But you know it's not that way when you're playing on the field, is it? You've got your little area. You've got your person you're guarding. So let's take soccer, for instance, football to the rest of you, football around the world. I could see all 22 players in the same screen, if you will, in my head. But most of them... We're around three or four players or five or six. And so I could see things in a lot larger and in some ways clearer light than my daughter could. I could see that if she just kicked the ball a little harder, it would go over the defense. Our offense would get it and score. But I forget that she's amongst the trees. She can't see all that. You know, it's kind of like that in life, right? You've heard the phrase, can't see the forest from the trees. We've all been there, right? Like, you know the forest is going to end. You know you're going to get out. Maybe it's a death. Maybe it's maybe it's some something that's come upon you. you know, I don't know. Whatever it is, 
and, and you think, oh, good, we're almost there, you know, and then you just can't get out. Maybe that's you right now. And you're in the game. And people on the sidelines are saying, come on, you can do it because they can see how close you are. But you're just not feeling it. You're just not there. So perspective and the reality of being in the game versus watching the game. You know, the great Bible teacher, Howard Hendricks, who's with the Lord now, had this statement about football games. Now, this is American football now. He was a Cowboys fan. And he said, you know, when I go to a football game, he said, I watch 22 men who desperately need rest being told what to do by 80,000 people who desperately need exercise. (laughs) That always made me laugh, but it's so true, right? Because there's another aspect of this. Those that are playing the game, they're, they're getting tired. They don't have the energy. And so from my seat or where I was standing, I was ready to go. I could have kicked that ball 50 yards, but I hadn't been running for 15 minutes. I wasn't out of breath. I didn't just have someone kick me in the knee. You know, I didn't have my coach telling me to do this. One of my players that was upset at me, I wasn't frustrated with the other team. I'm not feeling what those out there are feeling. And so there's just something to that, right? And so, you know, the more I sit on the sidelines, the more I genuinely enjoy coaching. And the more I realize that good coaching, just like good parenting, just like good living in life, is recognizing that although I see things they don't see and I understand things they don't understand, I'm not where they're at in their shoes. And so the the difference, if you will, a lot of people said between head and heart is six inches. Well, to me, sometimes between playing the game and watching the game is six miles. And I think one of the things we have to do in our real lives, because this is just sports, is we have to be able to bridge that gap. We have to be able to bridge that gap with the things going on in our life and the things in, if you will, the game of life. And that's a challenge, right? You know, unlike a sports game that's hour, two, three, four hours, life never stops. And so you can't just take a time out. You know, you can't go to halftime. Oh, good. You know, I'll be 44 this year. Oh, I'm at halftime. I'm going to take the next five years off. Retool. And when I'm 49, I'll get back in the game. It doesn't work that way. It it just doesn't. That's not how it works. And so, you know, I think as as many of you that have listened to this, you know, there there are a lot of windows from sports to life, and you can probably sense that in some of my podcasts. (laughs) There's other things too, but I I just think sports is such a good teacher. And and there's so many examples, isn't there, for the Christian life, right? You know, like the other night when we were cheering on our team, our our team happened to lose four to one, but they were down three to nothing and they got a goal. And and you could just see the countenance of the entire team change. And, and, you know, when we think about life, that's, that's why it's so important for us to stay in our Bibles, to keep doing those devotions, to keep praying. You know, it's kind of like getting a goal, you know? Yeah, we might not win the game in the sense that, you know, if we're battling something much bigger than us, We don't always win those things. And even as Christians, we may not always appear as winners. But the reality is, as the old song says, I've read the back of the book and we win. Ultimately, for Christians, we do win. We may not win every war here on earth. We may not win every battle that we're in, you know, spiritually. But the reality is we are victors because of Christ. And there's a verse I just want to leave you with today in the book of 1 John, which says, 
that this is the victory, even our faith. Now, for those of you that, that, that are fans of sports at all or anything, you'll probably be familiar with the iconic Michael Jordan, Air Jordan picture, right? Nike made it really popular. And the reality is, if you know the story of Nike, it's quite the story. So folks over in Japan decided many, many years ago to sort of take that word and make a lot of money on it. Now, the thing of it is, the Japanese, the Americans, you know, nobody owns the word Nike. It actually originally comes from the Greek. And the word is Nike or Nikos, and it simply means victor, or the one that had a victory. There's a story told, an old story of, of a Greek war that was being fought. And a gentleman, what they would do is they would put someone in the highest point of a tower on the outskirts of the city. So that when the battle was done, as soon as it was done, they would send a runner. Because the runner really had two purposes. Purpose number one was if there was victory, the town would prepare for celebration. But if there was defeat, the town would prepare for war. And so this one particular story is told as this gentleman starts running and runs 25 miles nonstop. This is where a lot of our marathon running in our culture comes from. And as he enters the city, he yells, Nikos, Nikos, Nikkei, Nikkei, victory! As we would say, Nike, victory. And then proceeds to drop dead. He literally gave everything he had to communicate victory to his community. And you know, friends, Jesus Christ did that for us. He gave his life, he died, he was buried, and he rose again that we might have victory. And so I don't know about you, but the next time I watch sports, whether it's my favorite sports teams, my kids, I'm going to cheer them on. I want to cheer them on, but I want to try to do it in a way where I can understand I'm not in their shoes. And as easy as it seems to me, it's not as easy out there for them. And then I want to translate that to my life and the people that God puts me around and recognize that although sometimes I look at other people's lives, and I'm sure you do too, and I think, really? You're struggling with that? Or how come they can't get over this? You know, friends, we've all done it. I want to have empathy and patience. I want to encourage them to persevere and endure. And although they may not win every battle in the way that I or they want them to win, ultimately, if they know Christ, they're victors. And so we have won the victory and we can claim victory over sin, death, the devil, and hell. And even sometimes if we lose our battles here on the earth, we will ultimately win them in glory. So, Nikkei, go take the victory because Christ is the victor and he has given us the faith that is our victory, which overcomes the world. For Northeast by Midwest, I'm Jonathan Jones. Have an awesome Monday.